0: Hey, I'm Hannah. I'm sitting down with Ben McCleary today, who is just about to graduate from Harvard and has been working on the maintenance team for the Marshfield local government for the past three years. Super excited to have a chat. Hey, thanks for,
1: thanks for having me on. This is fun. This is my first podcast ever. I listen to a bunch of these, so it's kind of <laughs> weird being on the other side of it, but... Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I promise you it will be extremely painful when you like hear your own voice. I, uh, oh,
1: yeah. I can, I can definitely <laughs> already sense back. that.
0: I guess the first thing I wanted to ask you is just how did you start working in the local government? What attracted you to that? And then what made you continue?
1: Yeah, so my my family's pretty public service oriented in some form or another. My father, growing up, worked for the Water Department in Marshfield, Massachusetts, which is like if you are driving here, go to Plymouth. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the towns along the coast there. Um, and so he worked there his entire life and, uh, I have, uh, my uncle's, my uncle's in the National Guard, cousin of the National Guard. My other uncle is, works for the Boston Fire Department. So I've had a lot of, uh, people working in, in, uh, some form of government service pretty much growing up my entire life. So it's something that I was always interested in pursuing when I got older myself. When I was like, to go like super little kid stuff, when yeah. I was a little kid, like, during the summers and whatnot, I would go to the library and take out a book on, like, each individual president and just, like, sit there and read. Like, super nerdy stuff.
0: So you're just, like, always a government nerd. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: like, I would just be like, how many people did it take to get a William Howard bathtub? bathtub? And it was, like, all that – like, all those, like, little stuff. And, like, I – this is slightly embarrassing, but this is before, like, I really knew the Republican-Democrat stuff. But when Ronald Reagan – Ronald Reagan was my favorite president growing up for – I don't know know why. I just gravitated towards him. He was, like,
0: very charismatic. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's hard not to. Like, if you, like, you watch him, he was a movie star and everything. And when I was a little kid, he was my favorite president without really knowing any of the actual politics of it. And um, when he passed away, I think in 2004, I I literally was, like, crying in school. Like, I I was, like, (laughs) I was sobbing. And... The janitor was like nice enough because everyone hung the uh, flags half mass. So they, uh, he was like, hey, you want to do it with me? So I was out there like in first grade. <laughs> in the flag, you're like but... the
0: top mourner. Yeah, you're exactly. You're so like, months. wow,
1: this kid's really torn up about it. <laughs> about Ronald Reagan. But uh, yeah, so I've just always been really interested into it. And then like once you start taking like the AP histories and you get into high school and you learn yeah. a lot more about it, it was just instantly like my favorite subject growing up in school. And so the, to answer your question, kind of. To answer your actual question, yeah. I started working in local government the summer of sixteen, I think. Um, so yeah, my so as I said earlier, my father worked for the town of Marshfield. So me and my brother um, started working there. And our initial job, we were we were titled summer workers, but what we did pretty much was we whack fire hydrants and then paint fire hydrants. We would help out um, when there were water breaks. It was all very water centric. So we'd help find like water beaters, which are these little um, kind of spouts hanging out on the ground, but they're covered with grass and kind of have to Dig your phone, foot around, and find them. But uh, oh. yeah, so it was a lot. It was a lot of manual labor intensive. But like I was saying before we started, you you did get a pretty good look behind the scenes of like how local government. Actually yeah. Works. yeah, yeah.
0: I'm super interested in that. Like, what division were you under?
1: So it's like as public as. works. Okay. So uh, that yeah, makes Department sense. of Public Works for Marshall. I don't know if it differs from state to state, but uh, they had the water department, the highway department, and then like the greens. So especially in a in a northern town. Um, a lot a lot like half of the year they're plowing
0: right because
1: right. that's I mean you have to get everyone has to get to work everyone <laughs> has to get out of their driveway so a lot of the times a lot of their job is plowing so each department has their own specialty highways all those guys you see like filling potholes all that kind of stuff water departments water break naturally they, they're kind of the first to respond and then the greens take care of all like the cemeteries and um, all that kind of stuff so that's how, like, the Department yeah. of Public Works breaks up. It's like the behind-the-scenes guys. You always see in the trucks. Like, you see them coming around Cambridge. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those, those orange trucks. They're always doing, like, the nitty-gritty work that kind of goes unnoticed. Which is kind of, it's kind of <laughs> Did like... Did you
0: feel like it was, like, very thankless or... Yeah, so
1: um, I didn't feel that too much because people kind of saw me and my brother, like, oh, they're doing summer work. But for yeah. people that were full-time, if... So let's say you're a business owner um, and you have a brunch, you have like, a, a brunch place by, um, by the water and then your water's brown, right? And so what my father and his crew would do, they would come in, have to turn off the water and fix you know, fix the problem. And they they would get so pissed at them because of how long the water was turned off for. And the classic line they would always throw out there was like, we pay your salary, which is what you hear all the time for local work is like, police officers, firefighters. Yeah. Um, there's an awesome clip on YouTube about someone responding to someone saying that to him. But one of my, my dad's favorite <laughs> line was, oh, great. You're just the person I want to talk to. I need a raise. <laughs> So, they, I mean, so they have a good like sense of humor it about yeah. it. exactly. But it's, it is – there's perks to it, but a lot of times it's only, like, when stuff goes wrong and people blame, you know, Yeah, blame well, the government. I,
0: I feel like, like, sort of classically people think that any sort of government project is going to take a really long time and it's got to go through all this red tape and it's right. super – bureaucratic and all this stuff like was that your experience or yeah
1: for sure and you you really do see that when you start actually working in those in those areas like the red tape's huge especially (laughs) in local government there's all these different committees and uh, town hall meetings you have to have which are primarily is it like parks and rec like like, yeah yeah, really yeah yeah, it really really is there's a lot of truth to it where there's um there's like internal politics with people in certain positions trying to get Higher positions. So uh, maybe a really? concrete example would be: there's this, um, there's a street called Pine Street in Marshfield, and uh, they had to redo the water lines because they get old and you have to replace them every now and again. And uh, it was supposed to be a six month project, and it took two years. It was just based off a combination yeah. of red tape, you know, <laughs> snow, whatever, whatever it was. A lot of those government projects get pushed back for a number of reasons that, like, a private company, I feel, they like, could sidestep or avoid. You know.
0: Yeah. So, okay, so you've been in local government. is like a little bit frustrating, but you still want to keep doing it.
1: Yeah, it's... Um, um, like
0: explain that. Yeah,
1: because oh, maybe to talk about the other side of it too, it's like as opposed to like federal government where a lot of people are super frustrated with it and it's very bipartisan. No one can, seems to agree on anything. Yeah. It's be, dealing with grandiose issues such as like, you know, the border wall or taxes or there's things that are... It's never gonna satisfy everybody. I feel like local government can tackle issues that are actually helpful and can you know really yeah. really benefit a community. Whether it's um, improving park system, like well, you <laughs> think about parks <laughs> improving park system, improving water lines to so have cleaner water come to people's homes. To um, so my hometown of Citrus, we had a big debate between um, a, an environmental agency and then people that want a new public safety building for okay. the police yeah. department and the water department. And the issue was they wanted to put it in this plot of land, but um, the environmental people didn't want to take down the trees. So it was kind of one of those classic situations. Like, do we yeah. want to, like, advance public safety mechanisms or do we want to maintain, you know, wildlife? Which right. are both valid reasons, but it's, it's like, those issues that actually really have an impact on, like, everyone's day-to-day lives that I think is pretty cool about local government. It was cool, like, growing up with my dad going to work and seeing him. Kind, of, it, it like of It sounds, like, small scale, but it seems really cool when he got to, like, when, when he was plowing people's driveways or he was doing all these small things that actually benefited people. and
0: Totally. Uh, yeah.
1: And it was, co- it was like, cool watching him interact with the uh, police officers because they would always give him overtime and stuff because they always do the police details when he would do work. I'm, I might begin to in the weeds here, but... No, no, no. Not it, at all. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, I think that's super interesting and people, especially, like, here at Harvard, who say they want to get into government are, like, do you have that very grandiose idea of I'm going to work in the State Department or... You know, not that that's like bad or anything right, right. Um, but I think that local government is so much more important than right. most people give it credit for,
1: yeah, I feel like definitely here especially, and I imagine a lot of the universities too people definitely when they think of I want to work in government, it's you know washington d c and there's there's so many opportunities to work in government and so many other cities, towns you know local municipalities that I think some people, Maybe they they like they immediately want to go to D.C. where there can yeah. be a lot of good work done in other places too. You know. Yeah,
0: so. and I, I guess we we were talking before we started, but this sort of gets to that question of like a mandatory service to the country, it, whether it's military or just in government. And it's such a yeah, else, it's such yeah. a it's
1: such a unitary thing too, where if everyone had an obligation to serve their country in some format, I feel like today, especially with so much division, or at least it feels like it, so much partisan division and just. General resentment between both sides that I feel like maybe a compulsory military service would kind of have like, make everyone feel like they had a dog in the fight and actually yeah. contributed to the well being of the country instead of like oh it's the government's problem it's like well you're a part of it like you're you're serving yeah. it too so you have yeah. I mean you have a stake to make this thing more efficient or better you know
0: right and and also just giving young people like Hard skills. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, coming from like a liberal arts co- college Same background, yep. um, and then like looking at the job force, I'm I I can't do anything. I know.
1: No. I I, in I country, feel that, I feel know? that in some ways too. I feel I, I think we might touch on this a little bit. No, yeah. I'll just throw it out here right now. My um my brother went to a trade school. And so he yeah. he went to he went to a public high school. He went to a public high school for a year, and then he decided he didn't really like it. He wasn't. A lot of people aren't into the academic part of it, which is totally fine. So he found this school that does. A week of academics and then a week of a trade. What are, like oh, the trade cool. you specialize in, yeah. So they're only doing academic work half the year. And it's almost the other like half... medical
0: school where you're like exactly. part time in... and yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly.
1: So you get the yeah. actual hands on experience with the books. And so he right now he, he um he specialized in plumbing. Okay, so, cool. Yeah, so I think by his junior or senior year he was actually working for another plumber as like an apprentice. And uh, he he was getting paid during like during school like di- yeah. during the school year he was getting yeah. he, was, he was getting paid during the week so he was making a lot more money than I did in high school. <laughs> it's uh, not to belittle like a liberal arts education because it's super important too. Yeah. It's just having um, all the skill, all the analytical skills, and all that kind of stuff you get from a uh, more liberal arts focused college is super valuable. And there still is a incredible value in having a college degree. Yeah. But on the other side, if that so you and I we're, were we're pursuing this path, but if you if you don't want to do that, if you're not into the academic work. There's so many other options. You yeah. don't have to get a call you don't have to graduate high school, go to college and follow the same beats. You can go to a trade school, still have higher education, and then pursue a career in something you actually want to do. You know, work yeah. with your hands. There's so many people yeah. that could work with their hands but they feel like they have to do the bachelor's degree route where they don't have to.
0: Totally. Yeah. Um and even just when you talk to people who did gap years before coming um which would sort of be similar to if you did service when you were you know 18 to 20 um it seems like you would get such a better perspective not only on understanding like yourself and what you want but if you had worked in the local government you know and then went to college afterwards like I think you would be so much more directed and get a lot more out of like your college experience even if you ended up at a liberal arts college
1: right right yeah definitely it's it's that real-world experience that we were kind of talking about earlier, too, that is super valuable. You definitely kind of feel that with gap year students of just of, – of whatever they did for that year, they seem, like, more mature almost, kind yeah, of.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I feel like that's that's what that – maybe hopping back to that real quick, too. That's what the compulsory military service, I feel like, could have a real benefit of doing, too, is giving people, like, tangible skills that even if they want to pursue a liberal arts degree, they still have those other skills, too, that they can yeah. – um, to get build a career off of.
0: Do you think it's like politically feasible to, or it would be? I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know that much. Because me,
1: you brought up a good point about Israel being a smaller um, country <laughs> and having maybe the capabilities to do it. But there, uh, I like like every major issue or major decision here. I feel like it would just face so much pushback and resentment. But I, I don't know. I think it, it, there's some value to it. If you talk to a lot of old veterans, they're definitely in favor of people uh,
0: like people who are drafted.
1: Or yeah, something. I think uh, maybe it's it's t- the Vietnam War is a tough one. That, no, it, 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 <laughs> no, no, I know. I, I, as soon yeah. as
0: that came out of my mouth, I was like, maybe that's not a good enough. No, that's no, that's
1: a good point because that's that's it's it's one of the it's one of the more it's the less appealing things of U.S. history is talking about the Vietnam yeah. War in the draft. But I guess maybe more of like World War II veterans and maybe people that yeah. Uh, had a positive experience in the Vietnam War. Uh, that might be a small group, but veterans in general, maybe even farther down the road, like yeah. the Gulf War, or um, even maybe the Afghanistan, um, the war in Iraq. I feel like a lot of them think it's really important to give back to your country and you know, then serve your country, you know?
0: And also, the I think it creates so much more of a relationship between the constituency and the country. Like, there's so much more. Um, I know, like, nationalism isn't a great. You know, like, yeah, no. there's a fine line between, like, nationalism exactly. and, like, patriotism. Exactly. Uh, so Nationalism's a tough one because <laughs> um, of
1: also past history. But, no, I mean, but that's kind of what it is. And, uh, yeah. A, a pride in your nation, you know?
0: And I think also just an understanding for how it works. Um, like, one of the reasons I was super excited to talk to you is, like, you've been working in the local government. And I think that for a lot of people, it's just, like, this really mystifying thing like they're supposed to take care of this this and this for me you know and then there's debate about what the boundaries of the things the government is supposed to take care of is right but like it is very separate from most people's everyday lives in a kind of strange way
1: yeah and that's uh, that's that's a very it's a very today thing too just thinking like these issues are and it's probably persists for a long time too but just things that are out of their control like that's a government's problem like they'll fix it it is it is interesting once you Get, and I, I obviously, I'm not on like the the state government or any, the federal government. I just had the local government experience. But it is funny when you kind of unveil the curtain a little bit, and go behind the scenes, and see the inner workings of it, and how actually it's pretty difficult to get a lot of stuff done.
0: What were like some of the bigger frustrations or like challenges you saw when you were there?
1: Yeah. So um, one of them was it was kind of it was this pretty like minuscule thing. Um, my my boss with summer want to get a hundred parking spots because it's a beach community, okay. and um, oh, during the summertime, a ton of tourists come through and go to the beaches, and the parking lots always fill up. But we have to reject a lot of people, and they can't come in. But it was just trying to get a hundred extra parking spots, and the, like the subcommittees and the committees and the in <laughs> the local politics of who, like property lines, all that kind of stuff right. comes into play when you have to figure out um, like where are we going to put these hundred parking spots to you know be able to bring more people into the town. Right. Help, I mean, help the commerce of the town attract more people to there it's uh there's a lot of different issues that come into play like property lines and all that kind of stuff but that's 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 an example of over the so that was a big that was a big hubbub for about a couple weeks
0: really yeah
1: also there was a this i was just thinking about this one too um so i'm from situate massachusetts i worked at marshfield um situate has had a big water problem for the past maybe two or three years we've had brown water all the time especially by the coast and um I came into work one day in the Marshall Water Department, and they were talking about how the Citro water Department wanted to essentially just take like a big hose and hook it up to the, to the Marshallville water lines. And my, my boss was very reluctant to do that. He was like, we take care of our water. we don't need to help it out And it's like the, even the inner workings between like right. the other town politics is you got, you got like in, in the behind the scenes care and you are like, wow, that's that's actually pretty crazy. What did
0: you feel like the relationship between the local to state? Was or was it just not super relevant in the day to day workings, or or federal even? Yeah, uh,
1: I guess maybe day to day wasn't super relevant, but I don't know. You definitely got a sense of like so they had to abide by certain state state rules when right. when going about doing things. I'm kind of spacing on a specific example, but there are many times where fine, yeah. certain guidelines they'd have to follow that are like specific to Massachusetts. As if they're in a, if they're in a different state, they'd have a lot more flexibility to it. Just in general, oh, Massachusetts really? okay. roads are. A lot tougher, just based off like the climate and the weather, than if you go down somewhere in like Florida. Oh, yeah. It's a lot smoother roads. Certain, I feel like you know,
0: Massachusetts also has like some kind of crazy rules about building stuff because it's so historic. Yeah, and
1: exactly, and there's all certain of that stuff, yeah, yeah, there's um, I I've also worked for a carpenter too, and there's certain um, when designing homes, they have to be in that kind of colonial style. Really? Yeah, it, it has to be like in certain towns. Um, this is a local government thing. In certain towns, they have to have certain shaped windows, and they have to have certain structures, what? yeah, that match that match like a colonial style or how like the original oh, property geez. owner wanted it. It's a lot of land use issues I find okay. in, in local government. But where are the property lines? Who owns what? And like, who can build what on this certain part right. of land? And they were taught the issue was there was an entrance to a beach. And um, there was a man's house that was right next to the entrance. He was complaining that people were infringing on his property when they were walking down the beach path. So there was a big issue figuring out, like, the public pathway, where exactly was the line for the man's home? Did you have, like, a ballot claim? They had to bring, like, land attorneys in, and it was, it's it's those small, small issues that just get blown up a little bit. you're talking about like you know workings of a town like that. Yeah, it's all it's all these weird um it's almost like petty issues sort of kind of like that. Just like some some kids were on my property and I have to go to town hall and you know file complaints. It's it's frustrating for sure like you said earlier. It's definitely definitely frustrating. And I don't as a summer worker I, I feel like I'd be a lot more frustrated if I was an elected official or someone right,
0: else right, in the town. right.
1: Yeah.
0: Um yeah. I think that people would have so much more patience and understanding. For when those issues arise, if they had worked
1: exactly. in the government, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, agree. I think it's. I'm trying to think about how it could be, how it could be possible, because there's certainly people would try to get out of it, like maybe,
0: yeah, yeah, not, not to,
1: not to that. make an. I mean, we brought mm-hmm. not to make an analogy to the Vietnam War, but like. Draft dodging, all that kind of stuff. I think yeah, I, if there was a compulsory military service, it, it, it definitely benefits not only the individual but the nation. It's kinda of like the JFK quote. But it, it it means something. It really does mean something.
0: I, I absolutely think so. And I, I think the point about the partisanship was that you brought up was like such a big thing. Yeah. Um just like getting to meet different people and put faces to you know, like different identity groups that you might not have had exposure to before. Right. Um I think that that would be huge. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. I know
0: you. Uh, you mentioned you wanted to talk a little bit about partisanship and like the media yeah. Yeah. as well. Yeah,
1: um, in like in the certain classes I've taken here, uh, we we've, we've talked pretty extensively about Facebook, Twitter, d- definitely Twitter. There's yeah. been a couple of podcasts with Twitter executives recently that have like talked about problems <laughs> Yes, yeah, that's a, that's a main what I was thinking of. Um, but it's creating these channels where you can completely lock yourself into one point of view and where, like, if you were a Democrat, you could follow all these li- like all these um, liberal politicians, all, everything, yeah. everything that matches your point of view and completely ignore on the other side. And then if you do see something from the other side, you attack it immediately and don't really take time yeah. to consider where they're coming from. And, I mean, that's always been a problem of people, you know, staunchly believing in something and kind of ignoring the other side. But I think when you have the ability to manufacture these channels where you're only focused on um, beliefs that fit your beliefs it's like a confirmation bias oh and, totally, yeah, yeah. It, it blinds you from super valid arguments that there's a reason that other people believe that as well
0: yeah i know with even within like the algorithms for like facebook um when you're getting those featured news stories and stuff like that like i always assume that it was just random or whatever was most viewed or like on twitter when uh like when you click on it's like not your feed it's like the other button that tells you, like, what else is going on. Yeah. Those are apparently, like, super directed to you based on what they think you'll like, and they want to put in stuff that they think you'll agree with because then you'll keep, like, going back to the app. If you yeah. see, like, a bunch of things that, like, you can't relate to, then you're going to stop using it.
1: Right, exactly. Uh, That's the... Uh, which is so
0: messed up. Yeah, it is.
1: It is because mess- <laughs> it's all... They're, they're taking your personal data. I mean, these are issues that are yeah. happening and, all the time with Facebook and the, um, well, the Analytica, the... What was the name of that where they stole the... Uh, where Facebook sold all of our personal records to the... Oh, yeah, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. but okay. it, it's all like, it, they're taking all your information and just throwing all the stuff that you want, like Amazon would like, oh, you might, if you looked at yeah. this, you might want to see this too. And that that definitely plays a role in that too because then you're only going to, you're just creating these narrow channels that... And really doing it in
0: a of. way that you don't realize they're doing exactly.
1: it. Exactly, subconsciously, yeah. yeah. I, there's a professor here that teaches a class on like tech science. I think uh, Sweeney... Okay. I believe, and, and I think she studies like she does research extensively in this area, where like, um, yeah, a lot of that, a lot of that kind of stuff. would be on Facebook, and certain ads will pop up, or certain links to other websites that you would also be interested in. But um, yeah, it's 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 different from the days like we use. We took a class on uh, presidential elections during the 2016 election. Oh we yeah. We were looking at differences no, in media there, and how, you know, in in the 50s and 60s there was you know the only handful of channels and you had. Walter Cronkite telling you the news from a relatively objective standpoint, yeah. and that was that was the news that you got for the day, and you know whatever you read in the newspaper. But now it's you could up to date, like almost instantaneously, you could follow. I mean, you could, I'm just saying you could just follow Donald Trump, listen to all his tweets, yeah. and be like, yeah, I like what you're saying, or you could follow Beto O'Rourke, and be like, yeah, totally, hundred percent, and just completely brainwashed, like brainwash yeah. yourself by just only following one outlet.
0: Yeah, and it. it um, it seems like when that was the case, it was like at least there was something that was like a common American experience. Right.
1: Like you were going to sit, sit yeah. at like 6 o'clock and watch it with the family, see what happened during the day. yeah. Like
0: every whether, whether it was like good reporting or not, everyone was like hearing the same stuff. Right. And now, you know, for how much everyone talks about how interconnected the world is, yeah. and, uh, and how it's, it's bringing people together, it's like we live in different realities yeah. like
1: fundamentally. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little messed up, but I I mean, there's certainly, like you were saying, interconnectivity, it's certainly some positives to to the new social media. You can connect with people that you could never connect with before. Uh, And sure, like, if maybe if you have that single stream of media outlet, too, they're concealing certain stuff. You're not getting the full image of a particular story, too, so by having these other outlets, you're able to get a pretty expansive view of one specific event. And there's plenty of cases where people capture stuff on their phones that wouldn't have been possible however many years ago and reveal a lot of injustices that occur. But... It's, so that's why it's a gray area. That's why like you couldn't just be like, all right, let's get rid of Twitter because like there's so much good <laughs> stuff that also happens that it's 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 tough. It's tough to figure out how to fix it. It's tough to create that balance, and it's a lot of these problems that I don't know if can ever really get fixed. Not to be gloom, but
0: no, I mean, that's kind of the nature yeah. of the beast. Right now, it seems like our policymakers are like so far behind. The technology. Right. That's that's, that's what's like really scary to me. Yeah. Like you brought up the Facebook hearings, and it was like listening to those.
1: Oh my god! It's really terrifying.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's just like,
1: what is Facebook? Like, how do you friend request? It's like, <laughs> like do a little research or something. I know it's it's. Hopefully, we can keep getting younger and younger politicians that can relate yeah. to you know. Do you have, like,
0: any ideas for um, policies, not to, like, put you on the spot, but no, uh, right. for, like, policies that would help with that? I mean, I don't have any idea
1: I know. I'm but trying to – I've been trying to think of stuff that they can do, but it's so um, – because I feel like it also infringes on, like, the free speech aspect of right, things, too. Right. There's a whole other facet where it's, like, so you're going to regulate what I can and can't say on, like, an open platform, and that can get tricky, too. There has, I don't know. I
0: Right, or when the government's deciding this is – what the like, truth is versus exactly it's not, like, or, yeah
1: and that's where you run into a lot of trouble too it's like we'll accept this certain rhetoric but we won't accept this and it's, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how to i don't know how to fix it maybe maybe we have to tackle those algorithms you're talking about where they <laughs> give you suggested stuff that's really creepy because of how accurate it is yeah i mean yeah, yeah. it's you can do it without that but so I don't know. it's it's a tough mm-hmm. qu- it's a tough question i feel like it's still relatively new like all these social media i mean facebook was what 03 um, yeah, Twitter maybe 07 or something like that so I mean
0: Sometimes, yeah. these are
1: still problems that I mean they're not new but I mean there's we, we I think we still have time to solve them I think people will hopefully. Yeah. I I feel like you know how people always say like oh I don't want to talk about politics yeah. and all that kind of it's I wish there wasn't such a stigma around it because it really is fun yeah. to talk about I mean we've been talking about politics this whole time and it's, I, it's fun I to love
0: talking about it's politics.
1: fun to talk about and it. it's a real shame that partisanship and just like if let's say you're like you believe in um I don't know, you believe in one thing, I believe in another yeah. thing. I'm like, screw you, Hannah, I don't want to <laughs> talk to you anymore. And it's like, that's how. That's not how it should be. There should be open dialogue and people willing to actually think about what you believe and, you know, vice versa. Well,
0: and I, I mean, the cool thing about this is, like, I don't, like, we never talked about, like, what side do you identify with? Right. You know, like, right.
1: I... We haven't, we like, we have, you
0: know, like, I was never like, well, I'm a liberal or whatever. I
1: know. This conversation um, wasn't like, we didn't start off and we were just like, immigration, let's talk about it. Take <laughs> like, this doesn't like crossfire or anything like that. This is like, and we've been talking about government the whole time. And that's why, maybe to circle back a tiny bit, that's why I kind of like the local state side because certainly it's partisan. I mean, you have a Republican governor and there's that ties to it. But um, it, I feel like they deal with more, I don't know if applicable is the right word, but maybe. For individuals within a state or in a community, yeah. it feels more applicable. It feels like stuff that they're actually – that actually will apply to them. Like a lot of this – I don't know if you want to touch on this at all, but like – Anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, like point. emergency management or anything yeah. like that about how – especially – I don't really, I can't really speak to California because I don't know too much of – I know the wildfires were terrible yeah. in the in the fall. But I know here a problem is uh, nor'easters a lot and how we kind of
0: – Yeah, those are awful. Exactly. That's <laughs> terrible. And I
1: have dealt like – and they weren't even that bad to like – uh 2015 and i i mean i've I've dealt with getting evacuated from my home i live right by the water so i've been evacuated by my home from like the national guard multiple times like literally water has cut water has surrounded my entire house because of broken seawalls and whatnot and these are all local government things and um it's funny then an old uh massachusetts politician scott brown came over like a couple days after a storm took a couple pictures of the seawall. he was like we're gonna get this fixed and then left and i never saw him again and the seawall's still mostly broken (laughs) And it's just, like, I guess that's, that's kind of a side to the – that's, like, the most typical, like, politician thing ever is making those false promises. But then yeah. back to the local government, people have to fix it. And so mm-hmm. those are, those are going to be the people that, you know, you don't really consider fixing it, but they're the ones out there. Yeah, working,
0: and yeah. It, it seems like, you know, just on a smaller scale, it's always going to be easier to agree on what's going to make the community better. You know, and, like, those are really tangible things. It's, like, if we fix the seawall, like – It's going to be better for everyone. Um, And also you can put a face, you know, to your neighbors and, like, the people that you're sort of in it together with. And then when you think about the state and federal level, it's just so intangible and murky. And, like, you know, when you're thinking about, like, how do we make people's lives better? How do we serve the constituents? You know, like it seems like it should be clear, but it's like we don't have a common vision at all and right. like what better is. Right.
1: And that's, uh, you, you say, putting faces to, to the issues is yeah. super important because, like, when you, because I feel like congressmen and senators always think of, con- like, you just say constituents, mm-hmm. like, as a whole, constituents. They don't think about Hannah Wexler, Dan Werner, you know, Doug yeah. McClary. They think, like, constituents as a whole, how can I get them to vote for me? Yeah. And that's, I mean, it, that's such a drive, I mean, inherent in the system. Of course, that's going to be a driving part of it, but yeah it's um
0: did you feel like the local politicians were like very in touch
1: with i did, it's funny because a lot of them had kids in my grade and okay. they had like yeah they, i I really did feel like that they had businesses in in town and they like being the selectman wasn't their primary job but there was certainly a job they invested a lot of time in okay and um yeah, and you definitely felt like the decisions they made they made while thinking about like their own kids because all mm-hmm. of them I think all almost all of them, there was five of them, but they all had, they all lived in the town. They all had yeah. like families that grew up in the town. So we recently had a new middle school. And I mean, I know they debated a lot about, you know, what certain buildings to put in or how long the construction would be. And I know that they, having kids in the school system definitely made them more aware right, of the decisions right. they were making.
0: All right. So do you see yourself working in government for all of eternity um, or is that, it just sort of what it feels right?
1: That's a good time? question. Uh, I've gone back and forth on this big time because I have been I have been contemplating whether I even want to start a career in it because there's been plenty of times where I've been disenchanted by the whole thing. I was like, I don't want to work in government. Like yeah. this is like so all the red tape and uh, like all this <laughs> all this tension. Why would I want to do that? But I I definitely see myself maybe initially starting a career and seeing what it's like. So next year, hopefully, um, uh, I'm out in Sacramento working at the state house. Yeah. My uh, my cousin's a city councilman. My, my cousin's husband's a city councilman out there. Oh great. And okay. he applied to this one year fellowship and told me I should do the same and uh, I looked into it, it looked pretty awesome. We'd be working with the executive branch. Um so working with the governor yeah for a year out there. And uh, I think that would give me uh, moving up to the state level. Yeah, moving on up. You know, the American dream, putting on the you're putting gonna on your boots like and going up. I know, I'm gonna of be the like, moon the <laughs> I'm gonna be what we're talking about. I'm just gonna be a politician that makes. Fake yeah, you know, we're like sitting so, here like, yep. federal's terrible. I know, like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're, we're gonna Meanwhile, look
0: you're like clawing your way.
1: We're gonna look back at this where all like suits on, we're like, oh man, we were just kids and idiots. <laughs> but uh, I think that'll give me an even better understanding because this one, like I said earlier, this the job I've had over the summer, I never wanted to make a. Full-term career out of it, and it, mm-hmm. I, um, and it's always just been like summer work. But the amount of knowledge I've gotten about the system, just yeah. even through shoveling, literally shoveling sand, is incredible. Like I, stuff I never thought I, would you know, never even learned before. And um, I think working at the state level would be even, even, um, even better experience, especially doing like actual tangible work, yeah, uh, like with legislation or anything like that. And also, yeah, it'll be like more, it'll be broader issues that are still. Not nearly as expansive as the federal government, but also still impact a lot of California citizens. Yeah. It would be cool. I feel like I could bring, like, a different perspective in, Because I feel like it's a heavily, like, California-based program, but... And I can... understanding
0: how it works yeah. at a local level and yeah, yeah. up at the state level. Right. Like, you... I feel like that's such an advantage. Right. Um, right. Because your expectations are so more based in reality. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, definitely. It'll, it'll be... a. It'll be interesting. I might be one of the few people in there that uh, spent summer shoveling sand <laughs> in, in the program. I feel like
0: anyone who, like, wants to be, like, in the House or Senate or the President should have to spend some yeah, time a little bit. working in, like, the local government. A little bit.
1: Yeah, and, I like, think so. it's, it's Shoveling snow yeah. and sand. Yeah. Yeah. It's, weirdly enough, it's rewarding. It, it is. It's, yeah. it's, it's It's cool. It's, it was, uh... There's a cool feeling knowing I was doing stuff that actually helped a lot of people. This this is super minor, and you can cut this out too because it's it's a very small thing. But we I will not we, cut we, it out. we uh there's this old wooden boardwalk on one of the beaches. So the last two summers I had worked on the beach division doing a lot of maintenance down there, and uh, there's this old wooden boardwalk that was falling. People were getting splinters, boards were coming up and hitting people, and it was falling apart. And so one day, me and my buddies, we took the whole thing down and then put up this nice blue like small. Um, small uh blue like mat that went right to the beach and we had like mothers with kids and stuff come up to us and they were they were like oh thank you so much for doing this, this is so much better on my knees and like like my, my kid yeah. got a splitter before and it was like all these like little comments are like oh keep keep doing good work boys and all that kind of stuff and that, that that was like the rewarding side of it too it's like wow i actually like helped out all these families that are going to the beach and enjoying their saturday afternoon you know it was, yeah
0: that, i mean like but that stuff's huge yeah you know?
1: right exactly it's just like, it, it was uh stuff. It was kind of fun doing doing things like that, and of course you got the people that complain, like you always do, like kind of the American way there. But <laughs> like, was, what's this ugly match? Yeah, like, I like the wooden, <laughs> I like the wooden one. I like the splinters, makes you tougher. But uh, yeah, it's you, you take with the good with the bad. I feel like, yeah. and I feel like that applies to everything too. But to answer your question, I think I'm gonna try to start a career in government and and see where it goes from there. I think I think All that's right. yeah. So. I won't make any promises to say I'll be in there forever, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see <laughs> when you're running for
0: governor, Massachusetts, yeah, and I go
1: back to the back to the uh, to the seawalls and then take a picture for one day and then leave. Yeah, I couldn't believe you better believe fix you the Oh so man, you... I'll make uh, It's all recorded now, so now now I got now yeah. I got a lot of stuff to hold myself to. I knew uh, what Yeah. I was,
0: what else were you gonna? Say? So
1: the, what I was gonna mention before uh, at, at these town meetings, a lot are primarily like older couples like it's very even like not even like 50 like we're talking like 60 70 like it's a lot of old people at these town hall meetings so then like the selectmen obviously who aren't terribly old but i feel like there's like a disenchantment with younger generations in Mm. in government and think it's all you know like we've been talking about the whole time the red tape and the slowness of everything and i think maybe they're also drawn away by the other thing we talked about which is the partisanship yeah and how every when they think of politics they just think of People arguing back and forth and tension fueled. And then it kind of puts it and it puts all the decision making into the hands of people that go to these meetings, which are typically yeah. older citizens. So I, I kind of I'm a little worried. I, I, I hope.
0: also I mean, like young people don't vote you know yeah
1: like, not nearly as much yeah exactly that's like, a huge <laughs> a huge thing too like
0: let alone like we can't we can't like send in an absentee yeah. ballot let alone like go to these city hall yeah. meetings and stuff
1: what do you think about uh, we talked about compulsory military service what do you think about compulsory uh voting
0: this is interesting i well i so i talked to um one of the earlier podcasts i did with um kevin was um he was talking about how in I think it's 16 states now there's automatic voter registration so when you go anytime to like the the DMV or BMV depending on where you are yeah. um when you're like getting your license or doing whatever they'll register you to vote right there gotcha. um so then everybody's still like in the system I, I don't know if mandatory – I don't think it would work. I think we have, like, too many anarchists and, like, libertarians. Right, um, right. I, I don't I, – I, I sort of don't think you should vote, force people to vote. Okay. I see the merits of it, and I think that we should be, like, building habits of voting. Right. Um, one of the things he brought up was really cool in Washington. They're, like, trying this thing where um, – to help with, like, the campaign finance – disaster yeah um <laughs> everybody gets like a certain amount of money to donate to a campaign everyone of like voting age and you can pick like which candidate you want to support and stuff like that and i think that doing something like that where you're not like forcing people to participate but you're giving people an option and like really getting them invested in it would right. be like i've never heard I'm that i'm really that's, down with that that's yeah cool i
1: like that one yeah what it's, do you it's, think it, well it's tough it's tough because Uh, In the system we have, it's obviously only it's only gonna be between two people, just naturally. You you can never a third. I mean, Jill Stein. uh, uh, I know. Shane, what's uh uh, Gary Johnson, the (laughs) other guy? Yeah. Oh, he's... have you
0: have you ever watched the libertarian convention
1: oh i can't even imagine no i haven't i
0: i think you i think there was like straight like nudism uh <laughs> at like the last one it's really bonkers yeah, after yeah. this
1: you gotta look up the interview with gary johnson where he just like full-on just sticks his tongue out at like uh, oh
0: uh, yeah, yeah they're no, like I... on a
1: park bench and yeah. he's just like, <laughs> like yeah but but and even uh i think it was uh 92 with clinton bush and um Ross Perot, and he was like the closest one, I think. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to say percentage that's wrong. Was it like 15% of the vote or really? something like that? It was like, I'll look it up right now because okay. I don't want to be incorrect. But uh, well, my point I was trying to say was it's only between two candidates. And so it's always, so if you have to vote, and then you pretty much have to vote between one of those two, but you don't fully agree with either one of them. Yeah. And you kinda, I mean, that's, I feel like that's why a lot of people didn't vote, especially this the past election. Of people yeah. Don't vote. Yeah. Like, and this past election is like, oh, a lot. Of, I mean, a lot of people, maybe just in my service were like, you have to pick between like two evils and i i mean that's that's the system we're in and that's why a lot of people just abstain from you know, yeah and it's
0: it's really um i mean i i personally think uh maybe wishfully that this party system isn't going to last much longer i think it just doesn't make any sense anymore oh gotcha um like the just like the current how we currently
1: like democrat republican yeah democrat. okay gotcha
0: i just like don't think it makes sense yeah uh and it's just getting so pulled to the extremes of both.
1: Right. Like, yeah, because it's, it's, yeah. Cause you have the Democrat-Republican. It's that certain set belief structure that's underneath each of those. Yeah, And it's like, if you don't follow fully into one of, if you take some from, uh, like, if you believe in some Republican policies, but not like in certain Democratic policies, it's like, where do you fall in that? Yeah. Where do you vote for, you know?
0: Well, I mean, I think there are a lot of people who that's... are certainly like socially liberal, but would have, you know, concerns about like a universal basic income, whether you agree with it or not. Like, it is a pretty extreme left
1: yes. policy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and
0: that's not to say it's like a bad policy, but it's nowhere near, um, the middle, right? you know, right. Or, or like the current where most where of America is are currently. Yeah.
1: Right. And the kind of the unfortunate part was a lot of my family members, now this is not unfortunate that my family members believe it it's a super valid reason, mm-hmm. but why a lot of people, and now, now we're getting to the 2016 election, but I'm just yeah, gonna, no, Why, let's... yeah. Why people voted for Trump almost like a lot of people I talked to was economic. Yeah, it was like I don't want these higher taxes. Like I'm voting for a guy that's going to cut my taxes. Like, please, and if you were like, he says all this awful stuff, all, all these immigration policies. I don't care. Like, I just want you know less taken on my paycheck at the end of the end of the week. And yeah. that's and that I, I mean, it's a valid reason. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a super yeah. valid reason. And
0: yeah, and if you won't vote for Trump because you think he's a racist mm-hmm. and um, fueling all this bad stuff in the country, but you also want lower taxes then you're not going to vote for Hillary, so you just don't vote.
1: Right, right. Um, yeah, that, and, that, and there's a problem right there, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I know. I like your idea, though, about the uh, allotting money to voter-eligible people. It was
0: not, definitely not my oh, idea.
1: Oh, no, but, uh, no, I, I, but uh, yeah, I've just never heard that before. That's really interesting. Because it's still, yeah. like we've been talking about, it still get, gets you involved in politics, and, ha- and ha- you have your own stakes in that case.
0: Yeah, well, but, like, for, for someone like Young, like, <laughs> young like yeah, you, like yeah. I'm so much older than you. Like, so no, old, but no, like for young people, porch. like I, I think it is surprising to say like I want to get into government. Yeah. You know, like I, I think that that's not.
1: Yeah. I, I tell, I tell some young young older people. Usually the reaction is relatively like, oh, geez, you want to get in this mess? Like I've heard that. Like <laughs> I can't even tell you how many times. Yeah, it was. There's, there's value. To it. I mean, people have to. do it I mean, what? Are we just gonna let it all go to hell? You know, some, we got, we got. That's, gotta that's it. how it's, I
0: feel. You know, it's like we're, we're obviously frustrated with it. um the only thing that makes sense to do is like, all right, you know, if you are not if you're not happy with it, then right, right, then get more involved. Go to the city t- city hall meetings. Yeah, vote for yes. the love of God, Vote,
1: vote, vote, vote. <laughs> I and mean, even like, I mean, leave, leave the presidential candidate slot open if you don't want to vote for. Other, there's so many other issues on the so ballot. So many other issues. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah, And um, I won't say any names, but uh, one of my one of my buddies from Pennsylvania, and uh, he he forgot to he forgot to send in his absentee ballot. And uh, we were watching the election live. And, like, Pennsylvania, at one point, it was, yeah. like, 150 votes or something like that. And he was like, wow, I actually could have made a difference in the presidential election. And we were like... we got like,
0: to call him up. I know. <laughs> yeah, like, I know. Yeah,
1: we'll, we'll call him out afterwards. But, uh, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's, it's really... It's also cool, like, voting because you're actually... I mean, it's hard for me in Massachusetts because yeah. of how blue we are, but in Ohio, you're really... Like, oh,
0: it's, like a, it's a rush. Yeah. Like. yeah,
1: it must be an awesome <laughs> feeling going in there. It's like a sporting game. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the last things I wanted to touch on is, like, I wonder if also some of it is because of, I think, within our generation, not only maybe because of social media, but I feel like there's a lot of distrust for the government, mm-hmm. and there's so much, like fake news and yep. you know like yeah, it, yeah. it's so hard to tell what's fake or not and right. then with the proliferation of conspiracy theories um <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah sorry continue.
0: I, no no i just i feel like it's i feel like that is such a big thing now and i yeah. I, I like i know it's like always pretty big but yeah. i i think just with how hard it is to tell what's real or not right. that's something i'm really concerned about going right. forward is um you know when when you're reading something and then you're constantly asking yourself you know right. If it's true or not yeah or, no uh, totally
1: people love alternative explanations to things yeah they love like if, if they especially like like totally like you said with the distrust in government people will see a government official statement and be like that's not 100 true like they're they're always hiding stuff yeah and with like and, and that's not necessarily like a bad view to have i mean we've had plenty of examples where government's hidden a ton of stuff from the public you know going i mean the video, oh yeah, yeah it's it's these conspiracy theories while some of them are absolutely wild like, the the basic concept of like the government's not telling us the whole truth, truth is a valid feeling to have. Yeah. Yeah. With the past track record.
0: Well, it it at least seems to me that people who were sort of into conspiracy theories in the past it was like a really fringe thing. Yeah. And now it's like pretty mainstream. Yeah. I mean, um, there's
1: ton ton of media outlets on it. All the all the different shows that. Dive in all the yeah. different um I think there was a Netflix thing that like had like ten episodes and each was Oh I actually conspiracy.
0: I I haven't I haven't watched it.
1: Um so if I, you watch those two, they're super convincing. Like you'll you like That's the thing
0: after the hour yeah. you're like,
1: yep, that happened. Like you'll be like, JFK, not one guy. <laughs> yep. It's just like Really? Yeah, it's just like it's hard it's really hard to decipher the truth. Like you said, especially in the fake news era.
0: I mean, like, do you think like does it seem like they like want these conspiracies to be true?
1: They people, definitely do. I think so. Yeah? I think people... I,
0: do you have any, like, favorite conspiracy theories?
1: I'm trying to think. The um, Every time I say conspiracy theory, my mom's always just like... Like, if I'll be like JFK, she'll just be like, no, like, one guy killed him. I, <laughs> so, I like,
0: jokingly over-break yeah. said something about the moon
1: landing being yeah. faked. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the moon and la- my yeah.
0: parents were, like, like really concerned about me.
1: <laughs> the uh, moon
0: landing... So that's why I think that there is yeah. this generation. Like, there is this gap. flat
1: stuff. I feel like it's just, like, come on.
0: I okay. I actually like. Oh, here we go. I no 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 no. I was not going to say that I think the Earth is flat, but I I I don't understand how you can think that at this point. I
1: understand how the Earth is flat? I don't either.
0: Okay, because a, a lot of like, NBA
1: players got in trouble. Just, just got think in about, trouble, like but
0: flying to China, they just, like how are there? T- how I mean, are? I don't there...
1: see the curvature of the Earth while they're flying.
0: Yeah, like, but like how how is it that you can go? you know, like from east to west or from west to east. Right, yeah. If
1: the Earth is not round. Right, around. yeah, you would fall off at some point. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: I know, that, that, one's, that one's a little crazy. Now this is a
0: physics podcast. Yeah, now, oh
1: yeah, we're, we're experts <laughs> in everything. We got it all covered. Um, no, the uh, the moon landing one is, I think we landed on the moon, but it's interesting considering the context of the Cold War yeah. and how the Soviet like aerospace technology was pretty rapidly advancing. There was something like Sputnik up there and, it, it like the context of it makes sense for us to be like we gotta get a man on the moon as quick as possible like let's stage
0: it. Do you think there's like any are there any like um sort of unfolding like more contemporary conspiracy?
1: Like, like well that whole the whole Russian interference thing. I feel yeah,
0: like I was about to bring that up. Yeah, and
1: um and it se- it seems like it seems like Trump's kind of out of the weeds on that one because I feel like was it the Attorney General that released the summary. The Who? Mueller. The Mueller report, but yeah. someone released a summary of the report saying that.
0: Oh, I didn't see this. Yeah, they, they okay. released a
1: summary of the report. Not like the actual report itself, but I believe it was the attorney Trump. Somebody summarized the report and pretty much said, you know, Trump's exonerated of any, any crimes. He didn't, like, interfere with Russia. Yeah. And I feel like, because people definitely, I think that was a back to, like, people just didn't want to believe that he won the election on his own.
0: Oh, yeah. And people yeah. just
1: couldn't believe that that many people voted for him. And kind of back to what we were talking about earlier, it's like, yeah, like there's so many reasons. I mean, I'm
0: pretty like I personally think that there was. You think there's quite interference? A bit of Russian interference?
1: I would. I mean, I would not be shocked at all.
0: I mean, I feel like all of these conspiracy theories are sort of moving from, uh, I don't know, space or whatever, into like yeah. the cyber world. Yeah.
1: And- Cy Sci- and cyber yeah like we, we touched have no warfare, idea what's too. going on yeah cyber warfare is big now too yeah and, i mean that definitely ties into the russian interference and that's a whole different platform that uh that, that's gonna be that's gonna be like not only like uh inter, like interference in elections that's gonna be like a battleground for militaries oh, you yeah. know it's oh it's, yeah it's, it's it, yeah it's crazy it's a, a whole different thing we're gonna have to learn about and develop our capabilities there too
0: well yeah and, and like the i don't think that there has i, I i'm not sure this is where we need our fact checker again. Um, I, know. I got like, the Ross
1: Perot information, by the way.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: it was on Wikipedia, so this is going to be our source of information. It says 18%.
0: Wow. Okay. I didn't is, know that. Which is pretty high. But. Yeah. I, I feel I feel like that could happen. And not with Perot, but I feel like 2020, <laughs> if there's like an interesting alternate yeah. candidate who's not... Yeah. Not Gary yeah.
1: Johnson or uh, Jill Stein. Yeah. But, no, I agree. Yeah. I, I wish... Because there's... So many. I I know we kind of hopped off the conspiracy theory, but just to this, (laughs) it's just like there's so many people that are in the middle and just just want they want someone that's not so far right or far far left. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully one day, hopefully one day the system will evolve a little bit where we can actually consider like a third party.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind
1: of tough in the current one, especially with in money too drives everything. Oh, the campaign finances are a disaster. And I mean, the Republican, Democrat, National Committees. All it's all gonna be that, that's that's probably gonna be where the battle is to try to get a third party, on yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm, ho- I'm doubtful, but I'm hoping that before this election takes place, um, there will be some sort of reforms, that someone else, yeah.
1: Um, I know, I hope so too.
0: I feel like I did. Oh, um, but just back to what you were saying like way earlier about the people that were in your local government, it was like these are people who. Um, just genuinely care they're there because they want to be right, there right. Um, and because they're just like so inclined to dedicate their time to making their community better because right. they genuinely care and it's like right. why like where does that like where do we yeah miss that
1: I know if I, um, can, if I can get not sentimental but if I can touch on it too it was yeah. really cool growing up and me and my brother would do it all the time with. but um, that was a former for the bar department and driving around in his truck and him good now talking to you know, old ladies in their house, and, like, yeah. he just, like, fixed, like, a waterline form, or, you know, we always got a Christmas tree from a guy he always did work for, and uh, for free, you know, we go pick out the Christmas tree, he's like, Mark, I got you back next time, you know, all that kind of, it was just, it was cool seeing, and he wasn't, he wasn't an elected official, he, uh, he was, a, he worked in the Department of Public Works, but seeing, he made a difference in people's lives, like, he'd shove, shove out people's driveways on yeah. his own, you know, that kind of stuff, and it was cool seeing him, and all of his buddies kind of around town like a very trustworthy group of people that you can rely on to get jobs done and that's yeah I, and you know that's that's something that is pretty it should be highly valued and i think it has some it and it's some something that seems
0: it. like it's like absolutely missing from like the national level right
1: politics. right yeah i think you know just sad. just always preparing for the next election and you know how yeah. much you know how much money is like the lobbyists and interest groups all that kind of stuff but yeah, that's it's a little gloom at the end but no it's lo- local government cool fun love it get that's it.
0: get the youths involved in local get government. the youth,
1: yeah just get yeah just just start getting involved in politics just yeah. do yeah research don't be afraid to talk about it
0: you yeah know?
1: don't it's it's be willing to like adjust your beliefs and change a little bit, you know? Yeah,
0: and just be interested in what I, you know, other people yeah. have to say. Like this was This is perfect. I feel like I've learned so much. I know. Like, and uh, I
1: like you said earlier, I don't know like what your political affiliation yeah, like is. Yeah, I feel like we're gonna end
0: this and then I'm gonna be like off the air like <laughs> <laughs> this is well, secretly what well, I've been <laughs> the whole time. We'll immediately
1: fight when <laughs> I'm this, a so, this is over. <laughs> <I'm a lizard. laughs> Love it. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, thank you so so much. Thanks this for having fantastic. me. This was
1: fantastic.